Hey, Internets, it's Rev, and tonight we've got a fantastic episode in store for you. We tether our audience to a beautiful and haunting story about a mother. We might also be bitching about PlayStation and the PS4 for a bit. Make sure you get your safety signs in place when we go pedestrian to rule our urban empire with an iron fist. Get your Molotovs and tear gas ready. It's episode 117 of Indie Game Riot. Everybody, this is Josh, and I am here with Rev. That's Hello, and that is an accurate representation of Tech, who is out sick. Yeah, again, there is no sick Poor bed, guy, unfortunately. So uh, he's going to be broke, uh, <laughs> as always, because no one gets paid. Um, <laughs> this is episode one seventeen, and uh, just uh, some heads up, by the way, that this <clears throat> has been recorded out of order. We have an interview today, but um, we are uh, had to record it out of order because they are, well, one of them is in the UK and therefore is up late. So, um, but anyway. They're not with us, but they'll be with us, but they weren't with us, but they are with us, and time travel's a thing. If you're confused, <laughs> it's magic. Um, how's your Post-production's week? Post-production's great. How's your week, bro? Uh, it's, uh, it's been a week. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, I, I've been, I've been doing the job hunt thing, uh, was, was going to be all nice and prepared for today, but, uh, I started getting callbacks for some reason this morning, uh, at 10 o'clock and did a couple of phone interviews and then got called in for an in-person interview to a place that I did a phone interview at earlier this morning. Nice. So, uh, I literally, I, I finished up the interview came home grabbed a bite to eat said like i haven't even if you didn't know like i'm still wearing interview clothes i, I still have pants on like that's how how long <laughs> this has been going uh when you when you but, walk out of an interview do you grab your nuts and like walk backwards no. just to show just to show dominance no I, I i usually shake their hand and thank them for their time after you grab your nuts yeah, sure. <laughs> but I am still, even while interviewing, even while interviewing, I am still representing uh, IGR and independent games in general. Uh, you remember when? Oh, nice. Uh, they they did the uh, they did the Stanley Parable stuff uh, for the indie this? box. I have been wearing this the Stanley Parable tie to all of my interviews. That's awesome. And some people have noticed. Uh, they they were like, oh, construction tape, and it was like, well, yes, but it's for a game that we covered, and blah blah blah. And they were like, oh, that's that's cute, that's adorable. And then you know, it gets into hobbies and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it, it it's kind of entertaining to see people's reaction to it because most people are just like, oh, he's wearing a weird tie, and then you know, they're like, oh, what do you do? I, I do independent video game journalism as well. Ha ha. <laughs> so repping the indie games even while trying to be quasi professional. Uh, at interviews that's pretty much been my week oh and i got really fucking sick so oh good I, I, everyone's I, sick yeah uh, fortunately i'm on the i'm on the downside of that but like i was i was stuffed up and I've, I've got this really weird cough so if i randomly mute myself or i sound like i'm suddenly blowing chunks of snot out of my face that's 
because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> how about you? <laughs> just uh, just as a BT dubs as I'm watching as I'm watching this on on uh, OBS, the if if the camera looks weird to you, it's because it's all text fault. So blame him since he's not here. <laughs> It's weirdly laid out, and I did my best to fit it in, but, like, Rev's chin's going to be cut off a lot, and it's going to be... <laughs> it's kind of zoomed in weird. Now he's off to, like, the far right, and his ear's cut off. So... <laughs> I'm trying to adjust it, but it, there's a delay, there so... Uh, my week has been has been okay. Um, not a whole lot going on. I, I honestly... Oh, I, forget, I, I don't know if I said it, but I put together my kid. Like, we got my kids this big train table, Um for for christmas and it took us until this month like a week ago to actually put it together because we didn't have the space to put it up yet because mm-hmm. we've been trying to get rid of furniture and we got rid of all the crap we had like i hacksawed it apart and stuff <laughs> just get rid of it um and i just want to say to anyone who who makes these things if any of them are listening uh what the fuck are you thinking Ikea, you're probably the biggest. I mean, this isn't an Ikea thing, but you're probably the most well-known perpetrator of this. But, like, you need, like, six sets of hands to put these <laughs> things together. Like, they expect you to defy the laws of gravity. Like, I would, God forbid, someone who's a single parent puts these things together. Because I I don't know how it's done. It was such a pain in the ass. Same thing with, like, my kid's bed. It was, I don't know how it's done. And on top of that, the, the bastard, I bought the table and then, like, a separate thing with train tracks and trains in it mm-hmm. i bought them separately both of those things are missing a piece <laughs> both separately so well you 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 can write in and get the replacement piece i did write in i have not okay. gotten a response so i'm probably gonna have to call and bitch they're up in canada so maybe they think they're above it um <laughs> you fucking canadians uh there goes our audience um <laughs> actually i don't know how many fans we have in canada i'm not sure so that's my week uh it's always children with me. Yeah. You know, well, you're kind of a parent, so it kind it of, kind of, kind of little, like halfway there. Sometimes, yeah. like like on on days that, that that start with T. A lot of times when I uh, now that I'm a parent, I feel like I need an indie news injection to calm down. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why then give yourself an indie news injection? Thanks, indie games. This week on Indie News Injection, I have a grand old announcement, and that is that Indie Revolution Expo has officially opened registration for IRX-17. What? Yeah. Already? Already? I, I know, right? It feels like it's not Jesus that long ago. Christ. We've already got, it's been less than a week, and we've already got 10 games and 4 panels signed up. And I, I mentioned this a little bit of meta, but I mentioned this that we're going to need to problem solve. It's a good problem, but we're going to need to problem solve how we're going to work this out uh, as far as the, the amount of people involved. Um, but it's awesome that it's already, you know, building up like that. Um, so it is open. Feel free to go to IndieGameRiot.com and click on the Indie Revolution Expo tab. <clears throat> You'll find the information there, including ways to register your game and or panel. So feel free to do so. And I can't wait. God. Yeah. Ten already. Ten already. <clears throat> Fuck, dude. We're going to be so slammed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. So many games. Anyways, moving IRX along. Jam 2, by the way. 48 hours. It's in May this year. Make sure you plan for it. I'm not announcing the theme because we are having a theme this year. Uh, but I'm not announcing it until it starts so that there is no unfair advantage. I like the way you're thinking. Yep. 
All right. Moving right along, we have uh, hmm. the PS4 and Sony and the fact that they are um, dicks. No, not really dicks. What okay, is... so here's the deal. Here's here's the deal. They they are they are making a concerted effort to uh, be more involved in the indie sphere and and, and kind of like you remember how Xbox Live used to have the the indie arcade set up and that was a really cool way to get your hands on some really cool indie games. Uh, there was a lot of cruft, but there was also you know I mean, that's really where good that's where the there. behemoth got their start with yeah. Castle Crashers and Super Meat Boy got on there exactly like and so like it, it can be a good <clears> thing uh, here's the problem though PS4 is getting apparently they're not doing any curation or maybe we don't well, know it's we weird. just know that there's there, there's these there's some really bad games that are currently being sold for example life of a black uh, life of black tiger uh it, it based on everything that i can find on it is a ps4 port of a free mobile game and they're they're selling it how did uh, they on... how did they afford that for one uh, uh you know isn't I don't it like twenty five hundred dollars to get on ps4 i don't know i don't know it's got it, it has almost 30,000 dislikes on the trailer for it because it's it 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 doesn't look like it's good. I don't the, know if you the, can I don't know how well you can see the graphic next to me uh for those of you watching uh maybe if it, if it's in full screen but it's that graphic is god awful. Like look at those that's graphics from in game from this game on PS4. That is a PS4 screenshot by the way cuz there's a lot of ones that was on mobile and I was like, oh, "Okay, well maybe it's cuz it's mobile." No, that shit's PS4. Yeah, it just it, it doesn't look good, and and there there's I I understand that they're what they're doing. I understand that they're trying to expand it. Uh, it's ten dollars. It's ten dollars <laughs> on the PlayStation when Network. You can get it for free on mobile too. And I don't like. I, and I'm not saying that like it's not like I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with it being like like if if you put some time and effort into your port for it. Here's the real confusion for me though is that. PlayStation is promoting this on their per, uh, on their their actual YouTube channel. Like, hey, upcoming games, you guys should check out. Ha ha. Maybe it's uh, an automated thing. Maybe they have something that's just like automatically. Like, Here's all the new games that we've released. Uh, maybe, but it seems like and they just I don't cut know. And paste into YouTube. The, and then, they're, but they're but they're doing it. It's not just that one though. Like like uh, what was it last year? Is it last year or the year? Yeah, no, it was last year. Uh, Soul Brain Night of Darkness, where they just like copy and pasted stolen art and music into the game, and then they were like, "Aha, here we go!" Uh, you know, here's a fifteen dollar game that that we're we're promoting, and it looks like crap. Skylight Free Range <laughs> Two is another one. It's an open world RPG that takes place in Nova Scotia in 2048, and I I'm not generally one that says. You know that that the doesn't say a game has to look fantastic. I'm just not a fan. As uh, yeah, Prep says it really good in chat. Uh, for those of you watching the recorded, uh, mobile ports being pushed as full games. I don't I don't mind it if the game can can pull it off. Like like there well, are what, some like added features. You know what I mean? Too, yeah, no, there there are some graphics. Like, Updated graphics, added added mechanics, or, or added depth. Like I, I can get behind <clears> that. They, hell, Pit Trip Runner is, is essentially a mobile fucking game, and, and I'm okay with that. 
Like, like it's not, it, obviously, but it, but it could have been. I, I would have no problem with that. Limbo could have been, uh, you know, Super Meat Boy. I don't think could have been. It requires a little bit too much. Uh, too, too much. <laughs> God, could you imagine? <laughs> but, 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 like, you know, as, as long as it, as long as it brings something to it, and I'm usually, you guys know me. You know, I'm usually one of the first ones that's like, hey, I'm gonna give this a chance. But it seems really, really weird to me that these games are 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 clearly not even upper echelon mobile games well, that this, are being promoted this as, game, as specifically this black tiger where hell uh-huh uh, multiple people said that is the worst game they've ever played Jim Sterling being one of them uh, and that's someone who's played through a lot of shovelware really bad games yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I just I don't understand how it got on there in the first place. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm watching video of it. It's jerky. It's blocky. I, the frame rate is bad. The animation is is bad. But like, to I be thought fair, there was like, like, I thought there was like someone filtering out like you register like, hey, can I be on P- PlayStation uh, Network? And I thought there was someone like, nope, <laughs> that could just say no, <laughs> no, you cannot. You you cannot. We're just gonna just gonna go. Um, but and, and so it's it, it's kind of an interesting interesting thing. I'm I'm not. I'm, on the positive <sighs> side of it, though, I... They are making it more available, obviously. Well, on, on the positive side of it, though, like, I don't... I mean, I get, we're giving this game shit, and it's not really the game's fault, necessarily. No. It's It's PlayStation's. Uh, because I understand not everyone has the same talent level or knowledge, skill set, whatever, to make a fantastic game. So I don't want to discourage... I really don't want to discourage whoever made this. Right. Unless they're doing right. this on purpose, like, as shovelware. But... If someone's like, this is my hard-earned time and money and whatever that I put into this game, and this is the best I could do at this point, you know, I don't want to discourage that person. Keep making games. I just, you should know that this game isn't up to snuff to be $10 on PlayStation, in my opinion. Um, And I'm very rarely one to argue about price, but I would agree. Yeah. So, So keep making games wherever this person is. You know, put it out there on itch.io or or game jolt or something like that where where these games are more accepted because you know people can pay what they want in those cases um to support the the dev and then just keep getting better playstation on the other hand this, you need to fucking cure yeah. it that's all it is yeah and so. and you don't even necessarily have to 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 say no you just need to 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 make it clear that you know some of these are yeah, exactly. Give 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 some feedback. Now, granted, that's going to be a lot of fucking games, but I mean, come on. Life of Black Tiger looks like a tech demo. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it's a it, it's a proof of concept. So, so you okay. know what? A lot of things started off as uh, proof of concept yeah. <laughs> games. That's a really bad segue, but yeah. I see where you're going with it. That's the games in the the Game Developers Choice Awards and Independent Games Festival uh, Awards. You can actually vote right now, uh, Rev, if you want to copy and paste yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to link that right, right there. So you can vote right, right now, there. actually. Uh, vote now for the Audience Choice Awards in the GDC Awards and Independent Game Festival Awards. Um, did you vote already, I'm assuming? I, I did not. I was not aware that they were open yet. Uh, so I will be doing that but You tomorrow. have until the end of this month. Um, technically, but if you have the link, it takes like two minutes because it's just, you look at a list and you're like, click, that's click, my favorite click. one. Click, click, click. Um, yeah. There are a lot of games on each list. There's like at least at least twenty games. Um, I voted for uh, GDC. 
was it? I think it was GDC. I voted for Stardew Valley, and I think for IGF. Yeah, it was I. And then for IGF, no, IGF. I voted for Stardew Valley for Audience Choice Award. GDC. I voted for uh, Oxenfree. So. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Go uh, vote as soon as possible. As soon as possible, and uh, and also we have uh, you. You remember Splatoon? Splatoon was a fun game, I guess. There's paint and squid things, I've and never, I've never even seen gameplay. <laughs> really? Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. I've never played it myself, but uh, our our. our our good friends, and, and I say good friends as though like we've ever actually met, but uh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> and there's a death live on air. There we go. He's uh. uh there you go. You good? Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I, I I definitely muted myself. Uh, so uh, deck splash is, is by Bossa Studios, and it is the guys that made uh. Toast. What's the game? Life. I am toast. Uh, no. What is it? I am bread and uh, I am bread Surgeon and Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, so that's that's them. They're making Deck Splash, where it's basically Splatoon meets Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, uh, it and so it looks fun. it looks fucking adorable. I'm, it I'm, looks ridiculously fun. I'm a little sad you can't see the colors. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. It it looks it, it has that same there there's a vibrancy to it. I, I can tell just because the, the saturation levels are, are different. But uh it looks like it'll be a lot of fun and I was a I was a big fan of uh back in the day on the on the Playstation One, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. That was uh that was a fun game. Uh I'd be willing to, to throw down on this. Tony Hawk's was good up to up through American Wasteland, then I got the shit. No. Uh, after, I, American after Wasteland two, was my favorite one. You've got bad taste. No. I have a lot of good nostalgia for one, <laughs> two, three. Uh, two two is two is the best. Everything after that was just crap. Wasteland was but, like it was it was I declining crap. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is this <laughs> is a game. This is a game to keep an eye on. I just wanted to make everyone aware that they are doing yeah. it because uh, Bossa Studios is a pretty big indie studio uh, for their... They're generally known for the rage-inducing mechanics, so I don't think they're going that way with this. It doesn't It doesn't look like it. And, it looks and just I, a lot of fun. Hopes, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Like I, I generally stay away from, from them just because... Not because I just like their games. Their games are really well done. I just hate the, like, the, the rage mechanic. And this looks way fun to me. So, well, you know what else is fun? Uh, surprise interviews. Surprise interviews. Uh, again, those of you who are watching the recorded version, uh, we are doing this out of order. So um, we're going to cut to that right now and uh, enjoy. Hey, everybody. It is Josh, and we're here with an interview uh, with Ian McCammett. And I hope I got it right this time. And Mark Gregory uh, from <laughs> Free Sphere Entertainment. Um, those of you listening to the recorded version, we usually don't do a like a, a weird intro for for interviews, but we are actually recording this out of order, so there's kind of like a weird edit cut thing in between. So that's what you're experiencing now. Um, for everyone live, you don't give a shit. So uh, <laughs> um, first thing is uh, just a disclaimer is that uh, Mark has actually cast me. Uh, in, a, in a small role for, for Tether, so I am actually connected personally to the game. Um, I cannot believe... You You are suborning our ethics in this way? 
Yes, totally by hiding the fact that. I'm... Oh shit! My secret plan has been revealed. Um, oh god! <laughs> oh man! So there is that. Uh, if you care. Um, <laughs> so with that said, Mark or Ian, um, why don't you just go ahead and tell us what tether is in your own words? Um, Tether's a uh, first-person psychological horror game uh, based around uh, the theme of um, motherhood in a, in a nutshell, based in a science fiction universe. And basically, uh, we wanted to tell a story about uh, a mother's struggle to find a balance between work and um, her commitments to her children, especially in our world where uh, the moon's been destroyed and it's uh, thrown the earth into chaos and it's um, uh, with the earth being, th- earth being thrown into chaos it's sunk continents and basically there's been a piece of technology that's been invented which needs to be tested on a remote planet uh, on Mars um, which means that she has to go away for a long time and means she's going to miss her kids growing up and basically tethers just a, a load of personal stories from myself and uh, my, the fellow team members at the studio that we spent some time putting together. Uh, and it's just a really personal, personal thematical game. It, and that's one of the things that, uh, in a lot of coverage that you've received since you've uh, officially announced the game, is you know everyone's like, oh, it's just going to be like another, you know, like Soma or something like that. Although that's not a bad thing because Soma was very narrative and, and you know, especially compared to like. Uh, frictional games, other games, but you you bring in the psychological element and a, a new. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily new, but like a, a point of view that's not used very often, as far from the eyes of a mother um, being separated from her family and all those kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what actually uh, inspired you to you know choose that point of view for this game, as opposed to like the big scares? I was going to say like since that? since. None of you are, are mothers. It doesn't appear. Uh, yeah, everybody's got a mum, though. That's true. That's kind of well, and everybody's mum's different. And I personally wanted to explore that. I thought it was something that hadn't been touched on in games before. Like you mentioned, Soma. That was about consciousness. What does it mean to be human? Do you need a body, or is it just a? Do you need a body to be human, or is it just all what's going on up here in the mind? You know that makes you human. Um, so yeah, I kind of got um, ideas about thematical games from from those guys, definitely. Uh, to expand on that just a little bit, like uh, you know, motherhood is also uh, just that; it is a thematic concept um, that can be explored in a variety of ways, and it, it's intimately bound up, right, to the to the idea of tethering uh, imagery, like the umbilical cord, or even figurative connections uh, between a mother and a child. Uh, are just sort of bound up with this idea of being uh, bonded with something or someone else. Seems like there's like a lot of layers to the from the title of the game to the gameplay to uh, the the immersion through the settings and everything like that. You just you added a lot of uh, you know layers from just a horror game to philosophy to um, basic instincts as far as like motherhood or parenthood in general. Um, you know. It, did you did you do like research or any kind of um you know studies that that kind of helped you build uh something a lot deeper mental uh you know intellectually or or emotionally 
adding layers is something that I wanted to explore in previous titles that I've worked on, but unfortunately I wasn't able to do that, which is why I kind of broke off and started my own studio, because these are the types of games and these are the types of um, questions I want um, gamers to ask. I mean, I'm all for uh, 2D side-scrolls and those types of games, but personally, I get some... Uh, as I've got older, because I'm 32 nearly now, I've, um, I've wanted to get more out of games, and I feel like when I play games like Soma, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, um, Gone Home, um, uh, what's the one, the other one by the Chinese room? I forgot what it's called. The Arrestor. The yeah. Um, yes. Those types of games. Uh, emotional games that bring something out in you. You know, that as a man, you normally don't generally tend to fit, normally meant to feel those types of emotions, are you, supposedly? So, you know, it's a and uh, that's the that's the type of stuff that I, that I enjoy, you know, getting into. And um, to answer the question, yeah, uh, so much research, it's unreal. Like, I can't. I love my mum to death, but I can't. My mum's not the type of person I can go to and say, "Tell me about this," or "Tell me about you know about what does it feel like to be a mum." I can't. It's right. kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird. <laughs> A weird thing to go to it's your mum and say, too, isn't it? So you, yeah, too personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even for your own mother, like yeah. you can, I can ask my mum any other question in the world, probably. But you know, what's your sex <laughs> life feels like? Feels to be a mother. Accelerated very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, real, real quick question. Uh, you guys have uh, obviously you have a, a breadth of experience. Uh, everybody's relatively experienced in the in the game sphere. Uh, how long have you guys been working on Tether? To this point, mm. just under a year. Just and under a year. Yeah, I started off um, started off as a concept, and it was actually going to start off as a game about um, uh, an artificial intelligence that wanted to be human, and then for some reason it's kind of just not snowballed, but kind of just found its own form. And we've been through about six different rewrites, and now in the last couple of months we've brought Ian on board to help us more to add more layers to the narrative and to uh, uh, build the different context around the game world um, as, you as you can see by the trailers it's not just based on the uh, on the ship um, you'll actually go to all the different, loca uh, different locations so there's you'll go to a forest, you'll go to the family home you'll go to uh, you'll go to Mars there's, there's plenty of different locations that, mm -hmm. that the game will take you we don't just ramp up the horror on the ship we try and bring out the bold and the beautiful and the big as well so with our uh, luckily ue4 allows us to do that and uh, it's taken more time it's taken a long time to get the technical side right because i personally i want the experience to be smooth i don't want you to have to go through a loading screen to get to the next level right just, it should it should just be instant it should just happen uh, fortunately with level streaming in unreal engine 4 we're able to do that so and uh, it takes a long time to do that, though. So <laughs> we've had to make a lot of technical drawbacks to to make that achievable. Simple things like um, turning out, uh, turning off all the lights on the ship, and having them open on when you open the door, have that light node then open, and then it closes off the other one. Anything to try and save some memory and some frame rate in the background. So to to give some uh, uh, some I can't context to some of the things you were saying too. You mentioned. Um, a little bit ago about uh, breaking off and forming your own studio. For those of you who don't know, Mark has been on the show before um, uh, talking about the game Solarix. And 
uh, that was with um, a, a different studio, not not Freesphere. And uh, and then by the way, in chat, Tech was mentioning me. Am I bad at this game too? I played uh, Solaris Live, and it was uh, I was absolutely terrible, and I, I felt like every single face palm that Mark uh, Mark did while I was playing that game. That was um, more at the technicality of our bugs, in fairness. I don't think it was more like <laughs> running into physics issues and that sort of stuff. I think I found like weird nooks and crannies that that weren't like sectioned off or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that just to give context to everything, and then yeah. you, you mentioned UE four. Um, that you that you went with, and you there's that's one of the first things that you notice about this game is like the really nice lighting and particle effects, and you actually signed up for um, just recently you signed Tether up for IRX, um, which those of you listening recorded version you already heard about that, but live IRX registration is open now. Um, <laughs> you signed you signed Tether up for IRX, and you actually signed up for a panel talking about immersion and. Um, you know, things like that. So what, did you choose UE4 specifically for that, or is it was it technically easier to create this game, or, you know, how did you, like, why not Unity? Some people say Unity is easier to create with, because you mentioned technical issues. Okay, so I'm not a particularly great programmer. Um, I'm getting better with visual scripting. Um, uh, UE4 allows that with uh, something called Blueprints, uh, I've never really used Unity before. I've kind of always used Unreal's products, Epic's products, and that's really probably the only technical reason. It's tried, it's trusted. It's not industry standard anymore. A lot of these big AAA houses now have started building their own engines in-house and that's not using um, Unreal as much, but uh, I knew that's what I wanted to achieve. Uh, I know that, sorry, I know that Unreal Engine 4 can give me the uh, production levels that I want to achieve, so... And you know, you guys uh, on the on the green light, you guys you guys were successfully greenlit uh, November of last year, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, congratulations on that, by the way. Um, you everyone go wishlist it, by the way, because I think yeah, go go, go wishlist and follow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can follow it. I don't think you can wishlist oh, it. You have to we, uh, your page, I guess. To, so. to, yeah, until we list the product. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but it, it it does have in in your description there on Steam uh, it does say you're aiming for a third quarter of this year release. Uh, yeah, we're gonna really? try to. We're, we're, okay. gonna, we're gonna we're gonna try to if we can get some funding in because at the moment the game's uh, been in development unfunded by myself and the team. Right. Uh, we've got a couple of guys that are working full time uh, that are jobless at the moment, so. Uh, they're starting to get to the point now where they need some sort of income as well. Uh, so yeah. that's that's where we're up to with it, basically. Well, definitely definitely polish before release because... Uh, totally. Yeah, never, lessons never want to release lessons learned from the past, Josh. <laughs> lessons learned from the past. I think, I, think, uh, I think every dev has a moment where they're like, yeah, yeah I think it's okay if I wait another, another uh, half a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. So... Uh, do you have any other questions, Rev? Because I have plenty. Sure. Okay, I have go ahead. Plenty of questions. So don't, I've just been feel enjoying free to, the conversation. Because I'm also working on stuff since we're kind of doing a weird thing, <laughs> weird format. Yeah. So okay, uh, given given that the the immersion factor is is so great for this, I I've, I mentioned this before the show. But I'm going to repeat it now since we're recording and and we'll throw this in. Um, I, I 
just watching what I've seen of the game uh, through the art and screenshots and and the videos that you guys have put out, uh, I I love hate this this game. It, it's ridiculous how the the environmental immersion pulls me in uh like like it's really really well done uh but i hate it because it's that kind of suspense thriller feel to it that i just i I have a hard time with as a a person maybe it's gonna have the same effect that never ending nightmares did for you where you're actually gonna love it and it'll be your game of the year. Oh no, certainly, <laughs> it's certainly. I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy this. I'm just saying that I. I, I hate the fact that it, it gets me in that emotional in that emotional way. Um, so I was going to say, a congratulations on that, and b, uh, what would you say has been your biggest hurdle, uh, whether that be conceptually or, or or programmatically, for ensuring that level of immersion into the the mind of this character. I kind of um, underestimated the impact of level design and how important that would actually be in a game like this. I kind of thought you'd just go from A to B. Um, but trying to find interesting ways of keeping it... So, um, I hate the term walking simulator. To me, they're adventure games. Um, mm-hmm. So when, when we, we were conceptualising what Tether was going to be and how it was going to feel mechanically, um, basically, my mouse here in front of me now um, if I wanted to throw that against the wall, I want the player to be able to do that in Tether. You know, real-world physics, um, right. anything that you can interact with in the real world. So if I wanted to throw my chair across the room, now I could. You know, stuff stuff like that. So um, physics plays um, a huge part in the way that the world works, and physics is... Uh, NVIDIA's physics engine is... Um, temperamental is probably <laughs> the, uh, the easiest way of uh, describing it. Um, we've come, we've come across a lot of quirky bugs. We've seen a lot of, <laughs> we've seen a lot of freaky things happen <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Whilst we've been racing to try and get a, a vertical slice done for some prospective backers and whatnot, so um, I'd say probably definitely uh, uh, working with physics has probably been the biggest uh, hurdle so far. So, uh, question for Ian: You're you're the lead writer, correct? Uh, I am working with a uh, another writer. Okay. Uh, co-writer. Co-writer. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're you're writing it, and um, what? I mean, we we know we know about the whole like motherhood and and separation. I don't know separation anxiety, if you would call it that. Um, what? Can, I don't know how much you can tell us about the story or the characters, but uh, is there anything that you are comfortable? telling us about uh, the characters of the story that might give us more information to the world, the universe, and everything like that? Um, you know, I think I can give a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, as Mark said, this is, uh, you know, about a, a, a woman whose uh, work has taken her very far uh, from home. Um, but uh, this work is also very important uh, to the fate of our game world. Um, and so it's it's deeply bound up uh, with a, a sense of duty uh, in it in itself. So she has this sort of duality of duty, uh, her duty to uh, you know the fate of the world and and her duty uh, to her uh, the immediate needs of her of her family. And of course, these are are two duties that are intricately linked uh, in a number of ways. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, really it's a story about navigating uh, that, uh, that sort of dilemma. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as uh, what that tells us about the game world, uh, you know, again, the, the concept of, um, uh, you know, tethering and being bound uh, to something else, uh, you know, and how that relates, uh, you know, to everything uh, from interpersonal connections to literally, uh, you know, the physics uh, that, that bind the universe together and, uh, you know, in the quantum mechanics. Um, all of that is sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, broached here. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think, I think that, uh, you know, and I know that that's cryptic, uh, you know, but, but <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to give, uh, you know, give too much away without the, uh, the okay. Uh, well, so speaking, I'll, I'll leave. Spe- speaking of like the science of it too. I mean, how much research went into that? I've, I've actually, since I came on board, I have, um, uh, been uh, really, really investigating uh, some of the weirder uh, aspects of, of uh, you know, quantum mechanics and uh, uh, general relativity, uh, which have both been uh, really, really inspiring um, as a science fiction, as a, as a writer and a, a creator of, of science fiction, right? Um, you know, I take liberties in my applications of thematics, and I, I also draw really heavily on, uh, I have a Personally, I have a background in philosophy um, and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of theoretical physics and, and really advanced physics is actually in some level of dialogue with philosophy. So I bring that, uh, you know, to the table as well. So like all told, um, you know, there's a combination of sort of, uh, you know, my uh, personal studies, my years of, of, of actually, uh, you know, actively being a student of philosophy uh, and then coupled with this uh, specific research that I've been doing in order to create, uh, as I put it uh, earlier today, uh, you know, a science fiction that is based on, uh, you know, an at least moderately believable lie uh, that conveys uh, a specific thematic point. And Go well, I have one more question about the writing, too, because I, I know that the that the script for the game has been rewritten at least a few times um you know what can you tell us about the evolution of the script because i mean um from the lines i've seen you know doing the voices it went from something that was uh, pretty scary and in you know standard i would say in scary but still scary to something a lot more uh, emotional so you know how how has the script evolved for you I mean, uh, you know, for me, I mean, this, this, uh, you know, since we've, since, uh, you know, they brought me on, uh, we've been working on a, on one particular trajectory of, uh, reconfiguring the script. So, um, what I've discovered about the evolution, uh, is sort of through an archeology span that, um, you know, I've been, uh, performing with the other writer and other members of the team. Um, you know, so, so, uh, you know, what I can certainly say is that, uh, you know, I think you're right, uh, to a certain extent, while there was always an ambitious, uh, quality and a depth of, of theme, uh, that was present, um, it, uh, in a sense became less, I would say, uh, um, maybe cosmic in its trajectory or outward and, and really seems to have become something, uh, very personal. I could be completely... Uh, off the money on this, but it seems like it's become focused on a more uh, on a more personal nature. And now, um, 
the process that 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 I've uh, you know been involved with is uh, you know sort of uh, deriving an, a narrative from that personal storyline uh, that is unique to it that um, you know uh, encompasses everything that's trying to be uh, conveyed. Uh, I also think, and and you know, Mark Mark may jump on me for this, but but I think that uh, there has been. Uh, a move and something that I felt since since being on the team that there was a push from the the team to move away uh, from a more uh, sort of standard uh, you know formulaic approach to these the sort of mm-hmm. science fiction MacGuffin right the the stuff that overlaid the theme um, and and um, since at least since I I came on board there seems to be a push towards really making that a little bit more experimental and a little more avant garde. Um, and while, as Mark said, we're still drawing on, uh, you know, frictional games, right, uh, System Shock, uh, games like Alien Isolation, other adventure games or, or walking simulators, um, we're trying to com- combine those in a way that's really specific and, uh, and really unique. So, it's, so It's interesting because it's, like, it's almost like the, the sci-fi horror takes like a, a backseat a little bit to to the the emotion and to the philosophy of it um which i think helps it stand out from from you know especially because everyone's putting out yeah. a lot of horror you know trying to be that youtube gold sort of thing so it's it's kind of nice that way and also um i i like that it's introspective too because as you know someone who i'm a little bitch <laughs> when it comes to horror but you know i enjoy it too at the same time and with it being more intros- uh, introspective it is more uh, immersive in, in the fact that you can put yourself and relate and put yourself in that world as opposed to just an overseer of that world, you know, where you're not directly affected. You feel like you're, you're the consequences have, uh, or not the consequences, the, the actions have real consequences. So I, I like that push. Yeah. Well, that's something I was brought up on, that exact phrase, for every, for every action there's a reaction, you know, right. something that I was taught since I was two or three years old that me mum and dad taught me you know so uh, in tether leslie makes questionable choices in her past which um come to fruition um in the game over the course of the game over the course of the game and you'll get to explore those choices uh with leslie what would you what would you guys say was your 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 favorite thing to accomplish to date not 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 necessarily a a a goalpost or or a, a deadline, but but like, what was your favorite addition or modification to the existing game uh, in, in your experience there? I think nail it. Like um, a little bit before Christmas, I was really struggling uh, with the with the theme and the, the thema- and how do we go about presenting the theme? We knew. Mm-hmm how we want it. we knew what we wanted to make but it's different to know that you want to make something and then knowing how to present something you know um to to a player um and i think also over the last six seven weeks i think lights with the, the light bulbs gone off and um it's got everybody uh everybody's energized everybody's pumped everybody's full of ideas again in our slack group it's a it's a real hive of uh 
Uh, it's, it's constant because we've got because we've got Ian in America, we've got myself in the UK, we've got some friends that are in Brazil that are help that are doing art for us, and they have they want context and input. I've got friends that are in uh, uh, other countries. Basically, we're scattered everywhere, and everybody's putting into the cookie pot all the time, and it's just. We're not we're not throwing stuff at the ball. We know what we want to achieve and we know what we want to do. But it's just nice to have input from everybody, all these different cultures, um, and the way that everybody else, everybody was brought up different in the team. It's 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 a uh, it's it's been um, over the last few weeks. It's been really good to be around the the team. It's been uh, really eye opening. You know, it's interesting too, uh, and maybe you can share some tips or experience for any devs who are in the same situation where they have the team spread out all over the place. I was just going to go yeah. there. <laughs> how, um, you know, how, what are the challenges and, and, and how do you overcome some of those challenges being so spread out? So recently, um, I was struggling, I was struggling personally with, um, using Slack all the time and using Skype and then we've got a Facebook thing and there was just too many forms of communication to try and distribute um, things that we needed to get done done throughout the team so uh, uh, just something simple as implementing um, something called MeisterTask, a, a project management application and then assigning tasks to the team that they can all comment on um, the person that they're assigned to saying you're not getting stuff muddled up so in a 2D art I could be saying to Adele uh, I need I need some concept art doing for this section, and I also need some portraits for the characters. Um, you know, and then that, and he maybe he misses something, you know, because he's only human as well. He's working a day job. Uh, so it, it, it's just simple stuff that was getting overlooked that was becoming frustrating to myself because I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit OCD about that sort of stuff. So, and then I start chasing people, and then I feel shit because I'm chasing the guys and instead of just having something. As simple as a as a project management app has just made my life personally a lot simpler, and the guys as well because then they can just leave notes in that, and there's not these Facebook messages or Skype messages or Slack messages. It's it probably becomes a bit overwhelming and a bit and a bit tedious to you. So and it sucks when um, you're when when they're not getting paid either because I I kind of get how that is too. Oh yeah, totally. And after I after. You're getting what you put out though as well, you know. Eventually, yeah, yeah. in the in the long run, um, I'm in there with the guys as well on the ground on the ground floor. Nobody's nobody's getting paid. Like I said, we're a startup studio, so there's uh, there's yeah. no uh, there's no revenue at the moment, or there's no so. But that's something that we're hopefully gonna hopefully gonna work towards because, um, like I said before, we've got a couple of guys that are working full time on the project that are really struggling at the moment. So. Well, I, I best of luck to them. As, as somebody else who's who's currently uh, unemployed, I, I empathize greatly with that. Um, uh, you 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 did say you have mentioned a couple of times that you guys are working towards uh, backing or funding. Uh, have you guys considered going the the crowdfunding route? Mm. Personally, from pers from personal experience in the past, mm -hmm. I've had my fingers fingers burnt with it, and like they say. Once bit and twice shy. So right. Uh, and plus, we've had some solid interest from the traditional publishing route from some pretty big name publishers. So that pits up on the PC gamer rock paper, paper shotgun articles and whatnot that were all put out about us when we uh, when we launched our when we launched our green light. So um, we're hoping to go that sort of route. To be honest, if I'm being brutally honest about it. Well, I'll cross my fingers for you guys. <laughs> just because they're expertise in marketing and whatnot as well. Um, right. We just don't, we don't have the time, the resources, all the knowledge to, to plow into that. So, 
So uh, moving a little away from specifically Tether and more towards your just general, uh, we probably asked you this when you were on with Solarix, but um, what, so if it's the same answer, it's fine, but what during your entire experience interacting with, uh, and you can both answer this, uh, during your entire experience interacting with the indie community as a dev or as a fan or anything like that, what has been your favorite moment so far? I would say that's one first, Ian. Uh, sure. I mean, I'll tell you right away. Um, uh, for me, uh, it was uh, on, on the first game I did, uh, Devoid. Um, it was getting uh, my, uh, my my first, uh, you know, positive review. That, that, was, <laughs> that was it, man. Um, you know, and it was like, uh, you know, my... my um, you know, uh, the you know the 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 organization that I was working for, the guy was sort of like, oh, you know, be wary. You know, uh, there's going to be really harsh criticism. It's going to be really brutal, and and you just need to be ready for this. And uh, I got that one, <laughs> you know, that one thing that said, "We like we like what you're doing." That was it. Anybody, you know, I could have any any you know la- laundry list of awful reviews after that, and uh, <laughs> and it, it wasn't gonna. <laughs> nothing you couldn't tell but, me but that one set the tone for you yeah because it told me that 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 um first of all i mean when you're when you're a writer you have to spend your time constantly thinking that you're crazy until somebody acknowledges <laughs> the, the, the shit that you have to say and write down uh is is uh you know is worth something or that there's somebody out there who's like yes this like is the aesthetic that i'm looking for so yeah that was it <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, you don't want to admit that you need validation. <laughs> but... Oh yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you what, I'm, 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 I'm over denying that that I need validation. <laughs> just a little bit. Otherwise, right, it. you're just like scribbling to yourself. Might as well just be writing in your diary. <laughs> uh, and and Mark, you? how about you? Your yeah. your your favorite or best moment involving the the independent game community? Um, probably be when we launched the f- uh, the gameplay trailer for Tether. Uh, and I was getting uh, emails from people just saying how excited they were. People asking for like concept art and uh, sc- uh, screen savers. And uh, one one gentleman that decided he wanted to email me email me about the complexities of the universe and how uh, and how the, <laughs> the moon being destroyed wouldn't throw uh, wouldn't throw um, planet fun. Earth into di- into disarray. <laughs> it was just it was just a really nice moment, and I had some nice interaction with him, and he ended up um, being a uh, he ended up working for NASA and whatnot, and we just got talking for for quite a while. So, um, yeah, that, that's probably been the biggest and highlight you, so far. After you released your gameplay trailer too, I mean, you got you got coverage really quickly compared to you know most most games because it's. I, I saw something today on Twitter from uh, from a publisher that said like even though they have like really deep connections with press, it sometimes still takes like a bajillion emails for them to even notice you. And you got you got coverage pretty quickly, so that must have felt good too. Yeah, uh, but again, I think that's from what we've spoke about the whole way through the show so far is that it's a it's a strong theme. Uh, I'm really really proud of what we've managed to achieve so far, and I just hope we can do the theme justice. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders at the moment after being put on quite a few big sites games to watch for 2017. It's uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice feeling, but it's also a daunting feeling as well. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally excited. I'm glad I could could even be a small part of it. So, um, and obviously we're we're hoping for 
the most success that you could possibly have uh, for this. So, um, well, oh yeah, Rev, do you want to do your question? My my final my my final question, and this is uh, this is one that I usually ask everybody: uh, Do you fold or do you crumple your toilet paper? <laughs> fold. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's both. There's a fold and a crumple involved. You got you got to get the you know, get the fold to get the, the thickness, the <laughs> substance, and then you have to crumple to really, really. Getting get those hard there, to reach yeah. areas. Yeah. I like. It's also, also the post. You know? It's the best. It's the best when we get the most detailed information. And, and to, <laughs> to 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 go back on last week's episode, by the way, since we're talking about toilet paper, are you team under or team over uh, when it comes to putting the toilet paper on the roll? Oh God. That's the guy with I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't pay any attention at all. I, I, heard, I heard Mark say under. So yeah, it's team under, or you're a filthy animal. Um, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Did you have any other questions, Rev, about tether or anything else? Uh, it, it's it's uh, it, PC, I assume. Uh, what, I think what it's other? your Mac and Linux too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the engine serves capable of doing that so we'll definitely be pushing out to those uh those operating systems as well and uh and obviously it's uh it's kind of up in the air as to console but uh it looks beautiful there's, guys. there's something in the pipeline there hopefully but nothing that we can announce yet right is, there, right is there any information that we didn't cover like your know, website your twitter all that sort of stuff that you want to shout out um, go ahead yeah yeah sure so you can follow us on twitter at freesphere e uh, on Facebook, if you search for FreeSphere Entertainment, it's facebook.com forward slash FreeSphere. And then uh, there's uh, tethergame.com as well. Yeah, buddy. Okay, that has been Mark Gregory and Ian McCammon from uh, FreeSphere Entertainment. Thank you so much for taking the time out, especially uh, Ian's from America, so, you know, uh, <laughs> you're fine. But Mark is up, uh, it was like 3 in the morning after, 3 in the morning over there. So I go to bed now. Yeah, thank you for, for staying <laughs> up and answering questions with us. Thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you, and uh, we wish you all the most success. It's a beautiful that. game, guys. I can't wait to see Super how it excited. turns out. And Just... uh, coming up next, we're going to start a riot. Huh? This week on Starting the Riots, we are talking about a game called Urban Empire. Uh, Urban Empire is a, a strategy sim that um, basically makes you the mayor of a town. So there's a lot of civics involved. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever played um, Democracy, which is a, a, no. another indie game that's similar to this, but with less graphics because it's more of like a flowchart. It's for boring people like me. Um, <laughs> this makes it a lot more interesting because uh, it's more in depth with like the graphics and things like that. And there's you have to appease different parties uh, as far as uh, like in your in your, I don't know if you would call it a parliament or, or something like that, um, but you're seeing it on screen now that you're you're voting on like different issues and, and um, urban planning that you have to do and all that sort of stuff. So it's for those kinds of people that enjoy um, the sim sim management and you know a little bit of a godlike uh, type of game. Um, it, it it seems it seems like it's the it, it's kind of like the uh, uh, the the government aspect of the. Uh, Total War series. 
Kind of, I get okay. Like, like <laughs> can you see that? Kind of see that? Like, it, you're obviously there's there's more depth to it. I can than see that, where it, you're getting at. Yeah. Um. So it, it's interesting that here's here's something uh, to put out there that this game is actually not getting good reviews on Steam. Um, getting I, mixed. It's getting mixed reviews. It's very mixed. <laughs> um, and it's it's interesting because it's actually critically well reviewed. I, I I would say, but it seems uh, like it, it's got a, it's got a sixty six on Metacritic as well. Yeah. So this this game's clearly hit or miss for people. Yeah, and and they're saying some people are saying there's not enough depth and all that sort of stuff. Um, they are constantly putting hot fixes through, so I don't know how much they're changing with that. Uh, sort of thing, but this this game tickles my fancy quite a bit. Um, so there is that disclaimer of it may be a personal thing. Um, it, it it really seems to be because like if, if you look like like I'm looking at Metacritic right now just to to kind of check it out. Uh, they're they're basing that 66 score on seven critical reviews, all of which are mixed, and then the user reviews they have nine three that are positive, three that are negative, and three that are mixed. So it, it really seems to come down to your personal personal play style and, and, and what you enjoy getting out of the game as so, to whether or not you're going to enjoy it. And to go into the depth of the gameplay, I mentioned some, some features earlier, but um, you can actually, when you start off, you choose from four different families, and they call them ruling families, so I don't know, it's, but it seems more of a democratic process instead of monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um and each family has five characters each and you can also um you know each family has like a different uh, ideological mindset or, uh, right is that yeah. redundant but anyway equal like one of them one of the families is is social justice and equal rights the other family focuses more on scientific progress and and knowledge right. uh and, you know so it, yeah and there's a lot of there's a, a bunch of different events that happen throughout the game that that you you're gonna have to work around um it says actually 800 dynamic events um throughout the game there's also some things where you can like uh, you know to influence the debates when you're in that council setting um you can bribe or blackmail your op- opponents um, you can like encourage encourage uh, the people of your empire, I guess you could say um, that mm. sort of thing. So I I think there is some depth here. Um, I'm I, it seems like where people are complaining as as far as depth goes is that you know it's one of those where once you get so far into the game and then it's like okay, well, what do I do now? Uh, or right. maybe it's too easy or something like that. So maybe in future updates for for those people. And well, for everyone really, um, you know, because more is always good as long as it's well done. Is maybe adding more content and more, you know, more hopefully free DLC type of stuff, um, new families or new mechanics, that sort of thing. Uh, kind of like how Civ the- does with DLC, but but free. Yeah. <laughs> But free. Uh, one one of the things that I I, I do want to mention, uh, in in addition to that, uh, part of the reason why I think so many people are having uh, uh, issues with it, uh, it's kind of a, a pricey game. It is forty nine, sorry, thirty nine ninety nine on Steam, uh, and that, that that's kind of pricey. And it looks like if you if you look at it and it just just think of the 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 title, you know, Urban Empire, be a mayor player. Um, you know when they have to when they have to clarify in their dis- in their description that it's a city ruling game not a city building game i think there's a lot 
of disappointment. Like, you look at it, and it, I, I could see how somebody would be like, oh, this is going to be like a city building. You don't really build the city. You're, you're looking more at the philosophical. You zone and the, it out, but it's not so much like SimCity. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. And I think scanning scanning through some of the reviews on the like, like just really quickly skimming through you know a lot of people are saying hey this is it, it, it's beautiful it does what it does really well but as it stands now i was looking for more something along the lines of sim city another thing too it's nice about metacritic um because you don't get a whole lot of shit in it especially when you're looking at critics <laughs> side but with like steam reviews it seems I, I feel like that you should like maybe like it's mixed. It's almost, it's somewhere around 50%, but I feel like you should give it some buffer, like at, at least 10% buffer, because it seems like that when people start piling on bad reviews for whatever reason, then everyone's right. like, Oh, give it some shit. Give it shit. You know, fuck it. That sort of yeah. thing. Uh, cause they, they like to hate on stuff for whatever reason. So, uh, I think it's, it's interesting because we generally pick games that, you know, most people like in the first place. But yeah. uh, I felt like personally this game, and again, maybe it's, it's a personal thing, but I felt like this game is getting more hate than it deserves. I think it it, it seems that way. Like I'm not I'm I'm not one to 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 usually jump on like like this game. I'll I'll be totally honest. If somebody were to buy me a copy of this game, I would probably play through mm-hmm. it once and then never touch it again. Uh, but someone like just me, based on, who likes to control exactly. everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like like I could see the draw. I would I would definitely give it a solid go. I might even play it a couple of times just to see if there's other other routes that are, you know, available. Um but but this level of 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 uh, you know, granular control into things just doesn't do it for me. I I I do I do like a little bit more uh, you know, action to it. Like like and that <sighs> I'm not expressing that very well because one of my favorite games to come out in the last couple of years has been Paper Please, and that's nothing but bureaucracy and there's no action. <laughs> um, but but the 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 management, the the sim level management, uh, generally doesn't. But this game, I would I would give it a solid go. I would give it a solid go, and I don't think, from what I can see on it, that I would I would say it's bad at it in any way, shape, or form. Um, it looks really well done. I like. I'll, I, regardless of anything else, it looks like it's really well done. You know what else is interesting? There's another game called Urban Empires, and it's been around for a long time. But it's like a mob. Uh, it was like one. I don't even remember. There was a bunch of games that came out like in the early 2000s that mm-hmm. were basically, and it was it was kind of like MMO ish, but you would it was like preemptive to Facebook games too. Where you know you it was all like text based and you're like purchase upgrades and like buy uh, w- like for this one urban empires it was like uh, you buy members of your mob family you know and you have to like fight oh, other yeah. mob families and you would like buy it was all text based there was no graphics some art I guess um, and you would buy like weapons and you would buy like defenses in case someone attacked you while you were away from your computer or whatever that sort of thing do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, I I know which one you're talking about, and they've actually I guess they, there's a lot of mobile games like changed it. Yeah, no, they they they've actually been working on updating that even more so, so it's less the 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 browser. Like it it almost has a, a quasi uh, oh fuck, what am I thinking of? Uh, GTA feel to it. Yeah, a little bit, it, but but well, I mean, it's all like I said, it's all text based, really. Uh, um, not anymore. Well, I mean, it used to be. 
Yeah, um, it, it used to be, but as of as of October of 2016, they're they're working on uh, making it more. And uh, yeah, so anyways, but the point is, is that it's really close to that, and I was kind of wondering, I was like, how do they get away with that? But whatever. Um, so Urban <laughs> Empire by Reborn Games, and uh, you said it was 39.99 on Steam. Yep. Uh, go check. I would uh, say if you're into city management and and not city building, it's you know you're ruling a town. If yep. you are a control freak, I don't know. Think, I guess it think, takes a certain type of personality. I don't know what it says think, about think me. Think much greater, much greater depth to the governance in Total War. Yeah, and uh, that is your game. So go check it out. Uh, you know what else we should be checking out? Titties, 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 titties. It's always your answer. Titties is always your answer. Titties and beer, you can't go wrong. Peep show. Please give all your attention to early access. And this week on Peep Show, we have another awesome game by Thunder Lotus Games. And I say another awesome game because we've kind of actually featured one of their other games, but it was more the indie box of their games. Uh, Thunder Thunder Lotus Games did Jotun, and uh, now they are kickstarting. I I actually, uh, apparently I was mispronouncing it as as Jotun. It it is pronounced... It it is, but apparently it's pronounced Jotun. Uh, But their new game is Sundered, a horrifying fight for survival and sanity. It's a Metroidvania-style game uh, that uh, is also procedurally generated, which is a really interesting twist that I had never considered prior to this. Uh, They are Canadian, and I'm a fan of of, of Jotun. It's a beautiful game. So they're going. To, they 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 wanted to expand on that, and this is a, a like I said, it's a Metroidvania uh, side scroller two D type thing. You play as Eshi or Esh, a wanderer in a ruined world, trapped in ever changing caverns, teeming with eldritch horrors. Harness the power of corrupted relics to defeat gigantic bosses possibly at the cost of your humanity. Um, so there's apparently a couple of really cool mechanics that are that are going to be in place. Like you have your you have your power attacks of some form and then you can actually corrupt them so they do more damage and cover a larger area, etc. But you lose your humanity, your sanity, etc. Uh, it's currently uh, on PC, Mac, and Linux is their goal. Uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux, uh, available via Steam, Humble, and they're going to be pushing it on GOG, and they're doing it on PS4 as well. So Super nice animation and super nice camera work as I'm watching. And right? it reminds me a lot of um, in in the style and also the, the smoothness of the animation and the crispness of the art, and the colors too, and just how the background is. It reminds me a lot of, of um, the hell, Lum- Lumini? Lumini? Lumi- it's pronounced Lumini. Okay, Lumini. Uh, I'll take your word for it. It reminds me a lot of that. and I, it, I can see that. It's weird because that. people people ignore background art a lot. Um, and get, not, not these Not guys. ignore, but, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Not, I'm not even talking about on the dev side. Like, I'm talking about playing. You're like, you're like uh, it's kind of like a, a thing that it's, it's a subconscious thing. You're like, oh, yeah, there's a game. But this really, the background kind of stands out a lot in this well and that's, that, that's an epic that's scale that they designed that like that that was something that i experienced in in jotun as well uh 
is that nine times out of ten, I was more interested in the background stuff than I was Look at that badass what happened to my monster. character. Right? Yeah. Like this game is this game is beautiful. Everything is hand drawn art and animation. Uh that's a cool it, death. Sorry, I'm looking at the game. No, no, that's fine. Uh, like everything's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they are, and here's here's the here here's why I was kind of iffy about us showing them on the show. Uh, they don't really need our help. No, they don't. Uh, but it's a cool this. game. They they, they they they're looking they're looking for nineteen thousand fifty four dollars U.S. Um, but they've already raised sixty five thousand seven hundred eighty. They... By the way, that is, it's cool that they're such a big, because, you know, Jotun was, excuse me, Jotun was successful, and I would imagine they made a lot of money. So it's cool that they're sticking with, like, a reasonable Kickstarter amount. But they actually, not not to add on top of that, they actually made their goal in, like, about six hours. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And and to be fair, having seen their previous work, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm way okay with this. So this game is... I, I don't have anything else to, to say other than it's absolutely beautiful. I am so looking forward to it. Uh, they, they've already met their goal, and their last game, Yotun, they also kickstarted, and that came out to quite a bit of success. So they've got the chops. Chances are you're not going to get burned on this one. No. Um, it's beautiful. Oh, and the, the, the procedurally generated. Who knew that you could do a procedurally generated Metroidvania game? But uh, like they did apparently, uh, yeah. Like like you, n- you never would have thought of doing that. Like that's just nuts because part of the thing about Metroidvania is you know the pathing and and, and all of that. Like this is insane. And the way they've done it, they they kind of talked about in some of their videos and some of their other stuff uh, how exactly they're they're doing that. And it, it it's a beautiful solution. It's super elegant solution to it uh, that I. I'm astounded that nobody else had thought of prior to them. So, so. some some things with their Kickstarter, you can go anywhere from a dollar, which gets you a uh, digital wallpaper. It's Kickstarter mm-hmm. exclusive, always nice. Uh, all the way up to uh, forty dollars. By the way, it's Canadian, so for us, it's about thirty. Um, which gets you uh, you get closed alpha access, the digital art book. Um, you get to appear. As I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, Eshot, Eshodin, Eshodin okay. cultist uh, in the credits. So it's like you get a special credit section. Um, you also get a key for Steamer Gog for the game uh, Jotun, and every previous reward on all of that, uh, except for the ones that are already gone, obviously right. because there's some early bird stuff. So um, for the simple fact that you get two games on that level, I would say you know they're not asking for a lot. Um, as far as like even the tiers go, you know that's honestly like I would have I would have paid I would have paid twenty thirty bucks for Jotun itself, and then you probably, uh, I, and then I think you would get this game as well. Yeah, like like it's it, yeah, well 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 worth that. Um, the 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 only thing that I have of any concern about their Kickstarter is their uh, budgetary breakdown um, is kind of slim. They they have it you know. Two thousand five hundred dollars of of the of the oh so yeah adjusted to Canadian twenty five thousand dollars is what they were looking for two thousand five hundred of that was going to be Kickstarter and payment fees everything else is going to be thrown into development but this is what we're seeing right now uh, they've been working on it for over a year 
and their previous game was phenomenal. Yeah, I, f- I feel like so, they've developed um, enough rapport with the public. Yeah, I, I have I have no slide. problem with that little amount of information that's there for their budgetary thing. Saying yeah, no, I trust them. I've yeah. I've played their other game that they also used through this, and they're using the funds from that plus Kickstarter. It, and yeah, it glorious. Go back them. Go fucking back them. Glorious. Uh, link in the link in the description below or here in chat for those of you that are watching it live. Uh well, you know what else you all are going to watch live who are here right now? Uh um, what? Huh? Free fun. That's what you're watching live next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> and this week on Free Fun, we have uh, a little thing that's kind of slightly outside of our norm, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for it anyways. What we have is a game called The Pedestrian, and officially it is The Pedestrian's Demo. Uh, and and well, I was going to ask you about that. It started off as a free game, that's why. Uh, uh, they've uh, recently go, went on to put it through a Kickstarter and therefore on Greenlight to make it into a full-blown game. So this is one of those games that start off as a just a cool little project that gotcha. got really popular, and therefore they're expanding on it. So that's a cool thing. Okay. So it, it, it is... I was going to mention that. They do have 19 days left on their Kickstarter. Uh, I, oh, speaking of for the last segment, uh, 19 days left as of the recording for them as well. Uh, the Pedestrian the pedestrian has 19 days. They're, they're looking for $21,000. They've currently got uh, 12438 This game... Okay, I downloaded it. I wasn't expecting much. Didn't know anything about it. Uh, started playing it. Got really fucking confused. Couldn't figure out controls. Because, you know, well, in the options, it says, like, they got a controller and stuff. And when I was testing it on my controller, I could move with it. And then nothing else was happening. Uh, so there's a, a, a tiny bit of, like, dart moments going on. So you were using a controller, not mouse? I, I was trying to. It doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently it's not fully integrated yet. But uh, it is it is mouse and keyboard or WASD. A uh, lot of fun. WASD. It's a really it's a really simple concept. You're a stick figure that you're going from sign to sign in this in this environment. Uh, I'm not even. Is it a warehouse? Something like that. I I haven't been able to really. It it starts off in like a some sort of uh, building. (laughs) Yeah, but it's some sort of building that it does eventually go go, like outside. I think. Okay, so so it is. Yeah, there there's footage of it going outside, but but it's it's basically through all of these signs, like you would see, you know, safety signs and restroom signs, etc. Um, there is that you 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 have to traverse this, so it's a puzzle puzzle kind of game. Uh, in addition to drawing pathways to connect the doors so that you can get your stuff, uh, you can also drag the. Uh, the objects that was not made clear to me uh, as you're watching the stream I'm a couple of minutes behind but uh, the first time that that happened I was like I have no idea what the hell is going on and it was just trial and error until I figured it out um, but uh, it, it, it a lot of fun you just place and then draw your maps and then try and do your puzzle platforming bit uh, I got nothing else to say the, the soundtrack soundtrack is adorable it's cute I love it and well, as far it's a puzzle game, obviously. So yeah. Um, but I, 
these puzzles are just hard enough to make it satisfactory when you beat them, uh, but not at the same time the the times the amount that, of time that you spend being stuck um, is limited. Is, is is limited, so it's it's not hugely frustrating, which I appreciate. It's a good balance of yeah. of challenge and um, fun. You know what I mean? Do so. you remember? Do you remember the two D portal game that was on Flash? Yes, I played it on Newgrounds. Yeah, so that. did I. I that, this reminds me very much of that. Like, like it has that same similar kind of uh, of feel to it, uh, but just a little bit slower paced. If that yeah, makes I can, sense, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the soundtrack, everything. It's cute. It's adorable. You can see it. Play it. It's uh, it's available. the The demo is is available on Game Jolt. Uh, link in the description. The Kickstarter is also currently available. Uh, go check that out. And go check that out as well. Uh, Any questions on, on it? I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, is it the end of the show? Fuck! No! <laughs> yeah, it's the end of the show. Uh, <sighs> if you enjoy what we do, please consider going to patreon.com slash indiegameriot and uh, giving us uh, you know, like your coffee money, like one day's worth of coffee money for the month. It supports us and it helps support IRX and IGR. Remember IRX? Go check it out. Holy um, God, I got a tweet about that now, too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it helps support both of those things and help us bring better content, makes the show better, all that sort of stuff, and uh, um, you know, helps us support devs in the indie community as well. So uh, appreciate that. Um, also, be sure to join our Discord server, Indie Game Riot. We have links in the description. Yep. Twitter at IGO Podcast. Um, let us know if you find any news or anything like that too, uh, or games or anything that we should check out. Uh, interviews as well. Big thanks again to Mark and Ian from Free Sphere Entertainment for talking about Tether with us earlier. Oh, that was uh, a fun interview. It was a good interview. Yes, it was. I'm very excited for that. And uh, you get to hear my voice in the game. Ooh. Yeah. So, okay, can I, can I ask a question without breaking NDA? Sure. Uh, do you voice it as you, or can you can you give me a demo of the voice that you used, or a voice that you might have used? It is, it is my voice, yeah. Oh, Basically it is my your, voice. Okay. So yeah. you were cast, it wasn't, it wasn't, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, it wasn't anything uh, anything special as far as the voice goes. I, I don't know, because I mentioned during the interview... Um, I'm not going to like say any specific yeah, lines, yeah. but I did mention during the interview, like I did two different takes because they rewrote. Um, mm-hmm. The first one was like pretty horror, like it was like yeah. me being frightened Scared. and screaming and dying. So I did that, <laughs> which was fun. Um, and then the second one was more emotional. It was more like an audio log, and I was like, it was going from um, happiness to you know throughout the the various lines that I delivered went from happiness to, um, I guess you could say, Interesting. like, okay. like, questioning my myself, that sort of thing. So, that works. Yeah, it was, it, I'm excited to, to, to be a part of it. And, um, you know, good luck to them as well. Yeah, definitely. I can't, can't wait. Although, I, I have to say, knowing that it's your voice, that, the reason I was asking is because knowing that it's your voice, I'm not going to spend the entire game, like, waiting to hear it and just be like ah ah that's josh <laughs> yeah. instead of like paying attention to the game itself <laughs> just trying to figure it out i actually play yeah. uh the monster in the game that would actually yeah. be fun though if i could <laughs> i've never really done creature noises in the game 
Oh, all right. Anything else that you'd uh, like to put out there? IRX, go register. Yes. IRX, go register. And uh, Tech, I know you're no longer listening. At least I don't think you are, but I uh, hope you get feeling better. Don't die. Uh, don't die, please. I don't want to have to try and replace you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that sounds quasi selfish. But no, seriously, feel better and, uh, and let us know how it goes. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a part of IGR. Um, anyway. I think that's it. All right, we'll say your goodbyes, single. Uh, gentlemen single us single gentleman yeah. uh have a good one folks uh, whatever tech says <laughs> he says he says see you next time that one sure and then i say have a good one folks Toodles. and then you say Toodles. <laughs>